podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. Boxing Day is done and dusted halfway through the season, halfway through the fixture pileup. Where are we at? Halfway is quite a way to be. Um, yeah, it's um, half of the way. Yeah, Boxing Day was good. I'm, I'm very excited to hear about the staples in your side. <laughs> staples in, BBC pod in. I, I now do two pods a day. It's just the, the norm now. Well, um, elevated to God status. Yeah, I'll post the uh, for people who have no idea what we're talking about. I'll post me on on BBC Five Live. <laughs> I'll post it on our social media and shit. But uh, yeah, this week we both got sixty three. Um, I, was, I on a, Bil- was on a hit though. Oh yeah, you're on a hit. So fifty nine. I did Bilva and Callum out for Rich and Rash. Seemed horrendously bad when Richarlison didn't start, and Bilva of course scores a goal and gets bones. But Rich came on and scored and took his shirt off like a genius. So. <laughs> It was fine, but I really, just like last week, I got completely bailed out from what would have been a 100K red arrow for from a Philippe Anderson brace, love of my life, Philippe Anderson, so only down 40K, team is kind of fine, Alonzo and Laporte are huge sores in my side, but mostly pretty fine, I feel pretty fine. Okay, good job by you. Yeah, how about you? Yeah, it'll, a little red arrow on 59 points. Uh, Digny bailed me out big time with the 17. Oh my God. But yeah, I mean, at 170, 160K, 165, 70. My God, let me try that again. About <laughs> 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 like 160K. Um, I'm doing, you know, feeling, feeling fine, doing fine. The uh, sun, I mean, Sunny Boy just does it every week. Captain Kane was fine. Um, transfers obviously f- waited until halfway through the season to take my first hit of the of my of my, of my season. Brought in someone who got ill and didn't play, so that obviously didn't work out. But looking forward. The most forward, fucking annoying thing is how those leaks of like guy not on the bus or whatever the fuck always come out right after everyone makes their moves. Yeah, the other most annoying thing about it is more often than not when I. Pay attention to it and make a change. Like when I got off Captain Kuhn when he had the 20 points very early doors, when I listen to some nonsense bullshit piece of shit on Twitter posting something, yeah. you get fucking wrecked. And when you ignore it and you just think, oh, well, he doesn't do this normally because he lives close to the ground. He's done this before. It's just like you don't worry about it and then you get fucked also. So it's, it doesn't matter. If there's yeah, any all information the in the no accounts, it's just bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. And then people are like, "Oh, Alonso's not playing in the no." Chelsea people are saying Zappacosta's playing. It's just like I just don't want any. If you're not Din God, I don't want you in my life. <laughs> yeah, if you're not Din Ray or like the official team yeah, Twitter, it's, I don't want to hear the noise. It's just it fucks with my head, and I, I mean, it doesn't fuck with yeah. my head. It just makes me more sad than I always am. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, you yeah. went to sleep sad that night just thinking oh. about Martial on the bench. Yeah, literally always thinking about it. It was like Christmas Eve, and I'm just thinking, is Tony going to start? <laughs> like, I just, I took a hit. I waited four months to take a hit. Did I bring in a fucking zero empty fuck? Like, oh, yep, uh, sure did. Um, so, yeah, but yeah, fifty nine. I, I can't complain. I mean, I'm sitting with fucking like thirty five percent of my complete budget in Man City mids, who's 
total get six points is absurd. The fact that I only dropped like 30, 50K or something like that is fine. Yeah, that's kind of how I feel. Like, I, I had, we had, we both have Sun and Kane. Other than that, I had a Van Dyke blank and Philippe Anderson and pretty much all blanks otherwise. And you had, you had similarly distributed blanks everywhere. So yeah, I've just been getting away with absolute murder because I've been on this triple city mid for three weeks and I've gotten fucking three, six, nine, one return of nine, I think in the last three weeks from these players. Unreal. Impossible. And I'm doing okay because of like Sun and Kane. I'm having consistently between seven and seven or eight blanks in my team every yeah, week. Same. Yeah, and every I'm just, week. yeah, and I'm having these huge hauls from a few players who are just key, are just keeping my head above water, which is ridiculous. And I mean, we'll get into it as we as we progress. But 59 points, little red arrow, feeling feeling fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine, fine for this stage of the season. We got to keep this pod short because you know one, one day one off day. before next game week. So let's, let's go housekeeping. Shout out FML Field Prizing such Mug League leader for December so far. Fixture pile up one week left. Balfour and Alex Walsh, unrelated Alex Walsh, neck and neck in the Mug League going into the last week should be good. Shout out Goal Scorers Challenge League leader. You you know, you already know it's Magic Mike. And lastly, shout out the top of the FML FPL Public League. Of course, Pajolski. There's there's no one else. Um. So where do you want to start? Um, I think it would be a nice thing to continue talking about Manchester United since we had another OGS game, a little bit more data, um, the 3-1. What do you see there? So Paul is just making his way into every team imaginable. Like every casual and lots of non-casuals are going City mid to Paul or people did before this week, Felipe Anderson to Paul and... Richarlison to Paul and everyone's going Paul, but I don't know. I still just don't really believe it at all. What about you? Yeah, I, I agree completely. I just don't think he's worth the price. And you know, the the first goal he scored was well, was a good job by him. But that second goal, that's like a point oh five xg shot. It's insane, and that's what yeah, he does. Maybe maybe less. Maybe yeah, less. that's what he does. I mean, obviously, fair play to him. He he tucked it in, and that was a fantastic strike. There was. A little tiny sliver of space, and if he didn't put the ball in that sliver, then that's not a goal, never. And you know, usually when he shoots from there, it ends up in row fuck me. So yeah, I just don't like when he's shooting from that distance. I don't like the, I don't feel like the consistency and returns are going to be there. And I still think Martial. I mean, I brought Martial into my team. I still think he's the best mid to have. The only thing that Paul really has biggest feather in his cap is that he's nailed to fuck, and you can't say that yeah, about ninety every single week. Yeah, no question. You can't say that about the other attackers right now because we don't know what the team's going to look like when Rom and Alexis come back, which could be as soon as this weekend. So that's a little bit worrying. Um, you know, Rashford, Lingard. We'll have to. We'll just. We just don't know. We'll have to see and. You know, at that at the prices that they are, if they miss a game or if you know you have to make another transfer at some point in the near future, then that's okay. You can stomach that. But I would rather go for those types of players who are going to be you know shooting in the box and having higher, higher, better percentage chances than than where Paul's going to be shooting from. And you know, if, if Paul does take the next pen and slots it, then that might change my thinking because yeah, that could tilt things a little bit. Yeah, because we know they have a lot of quick. Pacey guys, a lot of guys that are really good at dribbling and taking on in the box. And United should just thinking about their players in your head, 
get more pens than the average team, and that would be a big a big boon for Paul. I mean, we were talking about it a few few pods ago that you know when he scores a goal because of his, he's so good on baps, it normally is at least you know a seven point a seven point goal or so. So especially if they can't keep cleans, it's not like their defenders are getting any bonus points. So. I still think Martial is just going to come back in. I mean, he's just an illness. I think he's going to come back in. I, I really like him. I, I'm, I'm pretty happy I got him in, even though he he returned to zero for me my first. Yeah, week I think I think Martial is a great pick, and I just hope that he stays nailed for your sake and for FPL's sake because he's so good when he's nailed. And I, I don't know why Alexis would even get a look at this point, but Rashford I also think is good. I mean, like Rashford also another blanker, but. You know, he was taking actual good shots in the box. He created a bunch of chances. Like, he was pretty unlucky to not get a return and looked really good still from my eye. So I still like Marshall and Rashford ahead, ahead of Paul. I mean, it, I was thinking about it, and it's obviously like a huge stretch of an analogy, but it's not that dissimilar to if, like, Wolves change manager and Neves braced. <laughs> It's not like everyone would be getting a Neves. It's like, well, he takes the same like eight shitty shots every match, and they're probably not going to go, and he just happened to score this week. It's like, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's nothing consistent. But yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and who, brought in, who brought in United defenders? That is just yeah, People were bringing Sean and shit. I, I don't know. But I, I honestly don't mind. I, I kind of like people bringing Paul in just because he's not someone I'm really that afraid of. I mean, granted, he did just brace, but I, I don't feel like... We're seeing so many fucking fifteen pointers from midfielders, whether it's Son or Philippe Anderson today, Hazard, like there's yeah. like Salah, there are so many double return midfield points coming in and you can't have everyone. And I'm just I keep looking around my shoulder and just seeing all of these huge scores. And obviously again, you know, Paul off a triple and then double return, it sounds foolish, but you know, FPL is not about getting the points, the players who score points yesterday. It's about looking who's gonna score points tomorrow. And He's just not someone who really strikes so much fear in me. I, I feel like there's a higher chance that Lingard gets a double or triple return than Paul. So yeah, for that, for those, so, so I'm happy that people are bringing Paul, and I, I just don't. It's funny too because we are normally such big Paul fans, but now oh, I, I, we both I lo- love him. No, but even for FPL, well, maybe that's me, not you, for FPL. But yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on my Ten Commandments: Do not get Paul. Yeah, do so. not get Paul. But it still looks with the fixtures that United have upcoming. It still just looks like great value for money, great place to go, great great assets. I think the attack is definitely uh, getting you know between one and two shares is definitely advisable at this point. Yeah, they should just keep scoring. Yeah. It's hard to imagine anything else. Um, City, I mean, a lot of questions in about City, but uh, you know, all those questions are exactly the same. Like, what do we do with our City assets because they've all been blanking for fun? What do we do with our City defenders because they haven't kept it clean in ten years? And I think we're both on the same page, and it's just like they're going to be fine. Yeah, I definitely think they're going to be fine. No question about that. I, I do not think that holding their defenders makes much sense right now. Um, yeah, Dino's still just, Pep is like, he's injured, he can't play. Yeah. Like, we have no, he could come back in two weeks or ten weeks and we have no indication. Yeah, and, you know, we, we'll get to the attack in a moment, but defensively, you know, we know what kind of a job he does. You know, we've seen how diabolical Delph is at playing defense. He really doesn't know how to. He's not a left back, obviously, he's a CDM, so that's a bad job for him, but... Um, you can't really be spending money on Laporte right now. I mean, he's gotten one points like his name's Kiko Femenia, and you don't want to be spending <laughs> six million on that. Especially, you know, we see Digny throwing in a brace. We have Cola. I mean, even players like PVA looked 
fucking electric against Cardiff. You know, we and have Trent is back. Lawton scores yeah, a goal. There are so many five million or there around defenders who have attacking intent that look better, just better value than Laporte. So I, I think it's time to look at that exit plan and, and double switch out or or single swap for for one of these players we're sp- we're chatting about. Um, yeah, I think so too. I've had Laporte for so long, and it feels. Slightly diabolical to get rid of someone before away Southampton, but they score. It's not I a see, really. I good see Southampton scoring a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah I it's, really it's, genuinely do. Like there, no Fernandinho has just left the biggest gaping hole ever in their midfield, and it's just it's going to be time and time again. Just Redmond, Stewie, and Ings running at Laporte and whoever else is that's alongside him, and it's just that's just a bad recipe for keeping clean. Yeah, and then they have Liverpool coming up. They have a few good ones, but they have Arsenal, Chelsea on the horizon. It's just yeah, it, it's, it's not a, yeah, it's not a good hold right now. So I mean, Ederson's a different story. You know, spending a transfer on goalkeeper is a little trickier, but if you can afford to do that lateral swap to Allison money wise and you know you, you have a Liverpool spot open that's pretty great if if that is something that works with your team structure happy elsewhere but attack wise i mean i as mentioned earlier i have kevin sterling and sane in my team and i really did not expect the 2-2 two, two and 2 this week against leicester i thought they were going to kind of snap back into it and obviously the one goal they score is bill from kuhn which is yeah. not, was not exactly how I drew it off. And Laporte it hockey assist, by the yeah, way. God damn it. Wasn't, wasn't thrilled to see that. But it's still just a case, you know, we're talking, Raz out has been the most, it's, it's got to be like in the millions of transfers. This, oh, this Sterling? So oh my God. Crazy. Yeah. And Sane's dropped and stuff. And I just, I feel like with City, we, you know, we've been talking a lot about jumping on and off the premium assets this season, something that we normally don't do as much of. You know, normally we have so much value tied up in these players from game week two or three. We ride them for a really long time unless they get injured. But I, I feel like we have a, a two, like a you know, a season and a half worth of sample size of Pep City of just blowing teams away and being the best attack in the division. And they're in a rut right now. You know, they miss they miss Dill for a couple games. He subbed on. Um, David Silva should probably feature next game against Southampton, which is going to be a big boost for their attack. And you know, he pulls a lot of the strings and, and finds space and pulls defenders around. So. I think that that'll be helpful for them, but it is a little bit worrying when Pep's coming out in the press conference saying that he needs to kind of shake things up a little bit. So I don't know what that means in terms of formation. I hope, I can't imagine it means putting Jesus back in the team. That would just make them worse, but they just, they're just, you know, missing that clinical final third edge. They, they could have scored a couple against Leicester. They're you also know? not shooting nearly as much as they were for the first. You know, whatever it is, the yeah. sixteen game weeks of the season, fifteen game weeks of the season, they were just like out shooting everyone by double digits every single game, and that just they're not creating or dominating in the same way. I feel like it will be a change of system, maybe like three at the back, or you know, just something to shake it up. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I you have to back them to right yeah. the ship. I, I mean, it's been a weird one. I mean, the Leicester game, they put in a billion crosses. I think they had two successful crosses of something like thirty. And Raz had double digit touches in the box. I think he had zero shot attempts. I don't think I've ever seen that happen before. They seem to just be taking those extra touches and thinking a little bit too long yeah. in the final. Sane in the box was and, really pissing me off. Yeah, Sane. People, yeah. He, he looked good, but the final ball, the final action, you know, we've seen that from him. We've seen yeah, him yeah. do have games like this where it's just infuriating. It's like, just shoot. Like, why are you taking five touches right. and then there dribbling was, into the keeper? Just also, shoot. 
Yeah, he could have crossed first time to completely unmarked Raz at yeah. one point. He no, took yeah, two more touches yeah. and then crossed right into McGuire. And yeah, yeah, there there were moments where it was just like you're getting hooked next game or something. Like he's just not being decisive, yeah. which is mandatory in Pep's system to just be like one touch decisive clinical. Yeah, but so. you know, I think at Southampton's a really good fixture. I think it's very good for them that they're not coming home after this loss. They could work yeah, out again on the road. They need to they need to come in with a performance because if they have low confidence going into the Liverpool game in, in game week twenty one on January third, it's it's going to be a trouble. They could get really done. So I, I still I mean it's a broken record. I thought they were going to snap into it against Leicester and they really didn't. I, you know they they just didn't. And I'm definitely going to be saving this week. I'm going to hold all three of my sitting midfielders. And I'm going to just reassess. You know, getting someone like Hazard. Hazard will we could just go on to Chelsea. You know. It's the same thing with Hazard. Every time we fucking talk about him, you know, Foster goes and thinks he's playing American football and like spears the guy to the fucking <laughs> ground when Hazard's he taking destroys him and then holds his hands up. Yeah, like, he like oh, do what did anything. I do, ref? And Hazard's taking a sideways touch, and Foster has someone already covering, and he's going away from goal. So what the actual fuck are you doing? So like right there is him going from like okay nine points whatever to sixteen or something. It's just like oh my god, and he takes you know Ducore or whoever the fuck falls down, trips over the ball, and he's just in clean on the keeper. Chelsea looked whatever. He did have that one. You he should have had that tap it against Aspil with Aspil's cross yeah, that he, he fucked up on that. So yeah. you know the the open play goal should have come somewhere with that chance that he missed is fine, but. I still watch Chelsea. I'm like, you guys are barely scraping by Watford and you just don't convince me. And I still am fine having like Raz. Like I don't, the minute you do Raz to Haz is the minute that, you know, you look at the next four game week window and Raz puts up 40 and Haz puts up like 12. And you're just like, why did I do that? Like, oh, well, cause Haz just scored so many points. You know, I just, I feel like those moves have been fucking destroying me all season. And I just like, I love City. Like City's attack, I just think that they have so much more quality than all these other teams. Other than, I mean, they do. That's not yeah, even a so question. I just, but I just yeah, the thing them. with has, I I don't know if there's a way to like look this up as a stat. It it does seem like if he's getting more breakaways, like there's no one in the league that I back ahead of has on a breakaway to finish. Like he just consistently every single time sits down the goalie, dribbles the defender, and scores an open net every single time. So it's like. The one thing about him is like he only shot three times and one of those was a pen. So he only shot twice from open play. One one at the very end of the game on a tight angle and then a clear through breakaway. But it's like if he's getting a breakaway ish per game, then like that's kind of hard to ignore. But I don't know if that's reliable because you know, like you said, it almost requires a mistake from the the, the opposing team. So yeah, I mean, two shots. Two fucking goals, like it's just ridiculous with him. But he's he's so good. Yeah, I mean, at Palace is obviously a difficult fixture, but then they have home Southampton, home Newcastle. Yeah, it's it's a tough one. I I just don't. For me personally, I have these little fringe like fringe spots on my team. I think it's very team dependent what you're doing with Sterling. I am not going to scream at you for removing him, and I'm not going to scream at you to hold him. It's just kind of a you can make an argument either way, and you need to make your decision kind of a thing. Personally, I feel very comfortable holding City players. I have for the past four or five years, and that's not changing because they've had a couple of bad performances. And I still feel like that they have a five goal game in them. And 
As much as I'm kind of you know dirtling in rank, kind of going up and down, staying in the same spot, the minute City put five pass, which is coming, I could oh, no question. I can just go up like ninety, a hundred k, a huge, ridiculous rise if I get yeah. And then everyone's taking hits to get all those yeah, City guys back in. Yeah, so I just I'm very, very calm with City players, much more calm than I am about normally any other team or any other player in the division. I just, I just, again, you know, the the quality is just ridiculous and, and immense, and I believe I believe Pep Bald Fraud is very good at getting the best out of his players, and <laughs> I think that they're they're going to be fine. Whether or not I still have three after I save, and they're going against Liverpool, we'll we'll talk about that next pod. But as of right now, Southampton, their defense is fucking symbolic, and they're playing someone named Valerie. It's, I don't even know, you know, that tall woman model that they play in in mid in CV in defense is. So fucking bad and slow, and I just don't know that what they're up to with their Ooh, players. Bednarek? <laughs> no, the fucking oh, Bester, Bester guard. Yeah, the high cheekbone merchant. Yeah, cheekbones in. Shout out to Mars. Yeah, I mean, it's a season that is marked by the amount of huge premium assets. I, we've never seen anything like this, where it's like Kane, Obs, Kuhn is back. Even Rom is coming back, and then midfield Salah, Sterling has you know the other city mids, even the Spurs mid. Like there's just so many premiums, and you can only kind of pick like three max. I feel like without just completely destroying your team. And one week one of them braces, and the other blanks, and you go down. And then the next week your guy braces, and the other guy blanks, and you go up. And it, it feels hard to gain rank in this moment. Yeah, it's just kind of if you're. I mean, the thing that tilts me off is when I'm seeing people in Slack like, "Yes, just did Sterling to Hazard, like big best move I've made all season." I and I just sit here. I'm just like, "What the fuck is happening? What am yeah. I doing wrong?" And, yeah. But you know, it's it's one of those. But yeah, yeah you know. That's what do you think? Those. I mean, am I being like because I just have three of them? Do you think I'm talking sideways at my ass? Or? Not, not at all. I mean, not even at all. I really don't. And the one guy of your three that I'd be more worried about the others is definitely Sane because I think that and Mares is really good and and Bernardo Silva can do a job and maybe they go three at the back or two up top, you know, something like that. Like I think Raz Pep knows, and we all know that Raz is absolutely essential for them to you know get back to their best but Sande to me is the one that like when he's on he looks like the best winger in the world but after a performance like last week I'm sure Pep if I'm frustrated Pep is fucking smashing his head through a wall frustrated you know so that's fair that's fair yeah I'm a little worried about him from FPL but yeah I mean Kev and Raz and they're they're key cogs in the best attack so you know what can be said yeah all right that's fair good job by you um. Any other topics? Should I just jump to questions real quick? How are we on um, time? We're like twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I, don't know. I think we're doing fine. What about the Spurs five? Yeah, the Spurs. I mean, geez, Son is just fucking ridiculous. Oh my! We've like this is unprecedented hauls from him. I mean, his last five. What he's at thirteen, twenty-one, one, fourteen, eight, five, eight. The fuck is that? <laughs> that is broken <laughs> ass shit. It is. Know ridiculous that he's going to the Asian Cup. Like what they're like making their first actual title challenge since the Leicester season and their best attackers just like, all right, well I gotta go. Gotta go play the cup guys like TTYL. Yeah, he has to go. Has to go. You mean no you can't let North Korea win like a cup competition yet. Yeah, you gotta you gotta stomp the competition. But yeah, I mean I don't know what to say about Spurs. They 
they did what we said they would. They play against these teams that don't park, like Everton and Bournemouth, and they play their strongest 11 and their space, and they make things happen. Home Wolves is a little more tricky, but then away Cardiff, I don't know. That's before a break. We should see a strong team there. So, yeah, I still think they're just good. I mean, it's it's one of those where I made the double swap to get rid of Salah, and you got rid of Salah on your wild card, and Kane was the main reason why. I mean, they're basically the same price. And I don't think we've netted positive on that. Salah's been returning a lot regularly, but Kane has just been really consistent too. Like, I feel like it's probably around equal. Yeah, and. Yeah, and capping him feels really safe in all of these games, and he's just been good, and they're they're just good. They're just a really good team. Yeah, and I wonder if maybe when Sun goes, like if we'll take a you know harder look at Erickson or Son, or uh, Ali or something like that, because if we're gonna go back to Mo and maybe sacrifice Kane for that, it'd be cool to still have you know a share in Spurs, which. All of the other top teams can't really offer like an eight million share, so it's something I'm looking at. Yeah, I'm. We'll get there in a few weeks, I think. But I'm very nervous about how they're going to look without Sun. Yeah, very, very nervous, and I'm so. still planning on after game week 22 getting Mo back in. Yeah, me too. And it might be Kane. We'll have to we'll have to see what's happening yeah. in a few in a few weeks. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, let's do questions. Etheridge Nets on Slack. After the Liverpool backline, who will be the top scoring defenders at the end of the year? Most people reserve an attacking spot for Liverpool, so double pool at the back seems like the best option. But who would you pick to add to them for three or four at the back? I don't understand the question. Just who are the other... Like, if you were to pick someone set and forget defender right now, not on Liverpool, who do you think ends up top? Set and forget defender not on Liverpool. Um, yeah, just who are the other defenses that can be relied on? I guess is what I mean. Are we are we talking about a player like for the next eight, ten game weeks, kind of a thing? Maybe longer than that. I mean, I I like Digney a lot at his price um, on the set pieces. Reasonable fixtures, reasonable defensive team. The thing about it, right? We are looking. The amount of times I keep seeing David Luiz in teams that just makes me want to fucking kick a door and break all the toes in my body. He's <laughs> so bad, and their defense is just not that good. And Alonso at seven is, you know, his stats have been very down. Like shots, like every single metric of stat that you want for your defender, he's gone from being in the top three of those in the the league to being, you know, around seven to tenth of those in like shots, you know, XG, XA, all those fucking X whatevers. But he's still Alonzo, and he hits a bar every game or the post. So you know it's come, it comes there. But with David Luiz, like, why are you paying a premium for a player who's not on a premium defense? I don't understand that. I would like to shop in a bracket of someone like a Digny or a fucking Holabas or PVA or Kolasinac, like a player who's on a defense that's obviously very similar to Chelsea's defense. Chelsea is just very much in the same category as those defenses of. Players of defense I'm just mentioning, but someone who has a very high attacking intent, you know, whether it be set pieces, bombing down the wing, playing wing back, or what what have you. So those are the kind of players I'd be targeting. Like you know, someone like Trippier would be very interesting, but he's clearly not going to be playing every game, and that's a worry. You, you can't spend six mil on that kind of player. So the amount of five million, you know, between five, four, five, five million, five two, five one, that range. There's a lot of a lot of guys there, so I would definitely look there. 
Yeah, it sort of seems like the meta is basically one or two Liverpool and then a bunch of cheap guys. Like maybe yeah. one other five million guy and two yeah, like Don, and then like, yeah, like Juan and Juan and Johnny or something. Yeah, and that's the other thing. You know, we're talking, you know, the question is obviously, you know, someone who you want to set and forget kind of a thing, but when you have a player like Johnny and Juan and even, you know, I think Chambers the way Fulham played the last couple of games, the way they've set up. You know, they were they had that one lap, so they were really close yeah. to getting a clean this weekend. When you have players that are priced under four or five, and the defense is basically the same as players that are priced between five and five five, then you, I mean, those are maths that anyone can do, and that's what maths. I think we're that's what I think we're seeing. Besides Liverpool and every other defense in the in the division is besides the ones that are really shitty are kind of in the same bucket. And I don't think that it's worth paying a premium outlay for top four non-Liverpool top four defenses when there are so many other options that are so much more affordable with attacking intent. You know? Yeah, I agree there. I yeah. totally agree. Um, Excel on Slack, speaking of, he said, is it time to break up with Alonzo? I mean, so... What do you think? You still have him. I still have him. Long story short, I think I feel okay holding him, but I wouldn't transfer him in, and I wouldn't wildcard him in, and I do think it's very reasonable to get rid of him. I mean, like you said, the numbers are are down a bit. The shots are still there. Like he is still gonna brace, you know, within the next eight game weeks or whatever, he'll brace and he'll score a free kick and like blah blah blah. And that's just the well, I don't know. I don't know, player about, that we're t- I don't know about brace within the next eight game weeks. You know what I mean. He yeah. he does that stuff though, yeah, and yeah, he'll yeah, score right. goals. And you know he can't he can't stop hitting the post. Eventually, some of those will go in. But one of the things that Derek and I were talking about is that a big part of his assist game or chance creation was was just crosses, like just out wide, send a cross into the box. They have a big center forward. You know, maybe he'll get a lucky assist or something like that. But they play so much differently with Haz up top. Like there's good point. There's no one in the box ever. Like he gets the ball out wide, he looks up to cross, and he just shifts it back inside to Willian or something like that. And it's just like that hurts him a lot from the assist perspective. And you can see in the numbers, and he hasn't gotten assist since game week 11. Early doors, he was just crossing in for fun, picking up assists for fun, and getting in the box and one playing one twos and stuff. And that, that's just not there for him there. So. It feels like a time to not buy him, but I do still think holding him is not a terrible move, terrible non-move, I should say. That, that was a fantastic point. Good job by you. Love that. Thank you. Love Thank that you. point. What do you um, think about Digny? Because, I mean, I don't know if we're going to touch on but there were fucking like, I feel like there were seven or eight players this week that got 15 plus, and he's uh, one of them. A trillion, yeah. Obviously, he, his brace, <laughs> I think the XG on his two shots was point. Oh, <laughs> seven, like combined or something. Yeah, uh, you cannot ignore a brace and a seventeen pointer from. No, I mean the a, second goal was the ridiculous one. Like yeah, we've we've one. already learned he's ridiculously good on free kicks. It's like Alonzo. It's like whenever they get one in that range for a left footer, I I'm like, okay, here we go. Like it's showtime. But yeah, I I think I mostly agree. I mean their their underlying defensive stats are really. Bad, but mostly based off who they've been playing. I think like fixtures to me weigh a, a, a big part in that. So, yeah, I think Dean, Dean is a great pick. I mean, I don't, 
expect a clean, but I think they'll run into some cleans. And the amount that he attacks is just just makes it absurd to me. It's, it's just he's just good. You can't deny it. He's just really good. Yeah, he he does look like a good pick for sure, for sure. Yeah, they also he's just so back. lethal. And I, you know, I love left backs, and he's just like pure fucking class on his left foot. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, he's a good. He's just a good pick. He's just good. He's like rich. He's like every Everton guy. Just what, like they're... what a, between him and Trent, that's a tough one. That's tough. You, I mean, it's not tough. It's Trent. It's Trent, but it's yeah. still. It feels both is probably the correct answer. Both is the best answer, but yeah, I mean, Trent is just he has the clean. So it's yeah, I need to I need to figure out a way to get him back in. Yeah. Um, Hall on Slack. Who's the best Wadi mid for their mini run? I would immediately assume Pereira or Jerry D, but Decore's stats are looking decent. I don't know how to comprehend Decore's stats. Yeah. Do you have that? Do you have that I, up? I, I looked into them because it was mind boggling when I forgot who posted that in, in the stats. Who? Nar. Uh, Nar on Slack. Good job by you. Um, so they have been really good lately, Decore stats, but in one match, Game Week 15 versus City, he had five shots, four in the box, two big chances, 1.8 XG. So that is the large majority of why his stats were so absurdly insane for like that six week. Stretch or whatever. I mean, his Last stats are still for solid. People are, your non-slackers listening. XG goals last six game weeks of all midfielders in the game. Abdullah Dukore is number one atop. atop yeah, top last top. six game weeks, and it's yeah. mainly because of this one game. So, okay. yes, he's been good, but uh, he's not an option. I don't think. Um, who do you like between Pereira and Jerry? I mean, obviously, I like Pereira more. I just right. you he's like, like the safer. He's safer. You love the ninety minutes. He subs Jerry Jerry De Lufeu a lot, but there's a significant price difference. Point eight's a lot, and you know you could definitely do worse than Jerry. It is an interesting. Watford are just the most confusing team to me of life. I do yeah, I kind of love Gracia. They're just good. I just don't understand how they have <laughs> such a good spine, and they let they let up. They should be letting up four goals a game. Every single game I see them fucking play, it's insane. The amount of chance, like the quality of chances that they are allowing to their opposition. But they're still good. Yeah, Foster. I mean, yeah, Foster. (laughs) (laughs) God. But they have home Newcastle at Bournemouth, at Palace, home Burnley. They could score some goals in those games. I I like Pereira. I like Jerry. The only frustrating thing about Gracia is that. We've seen like eight different strike partnerships from him already this season. Like he roll, he rides one strike partnership, and then if they have a down game, he just like pulls Deeney, pulls Jerry, and it's success in gray up top next game or something. And it's like because Jerry lately has been basically playing second striker. He's played almost ninety in all three of the last three matches. He's not shooting that much, but. He's just in the box constantly, creating chances, blah, 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 blah. I just don't feel confident that it's going to stay that way. And he hasn't been a player who's shown that he can. he's capable of playing 90 minutes. So that's why I like Pereira, too. He's just yeah. the main man, and he's going to continue he being the main man. I, it's just, I'm very, very far from a Watford expert. I don't try to watch them on a good day. It does not take rocket scientists to figure out that Troy Deeney should be nowhere near the 11. I don't give a fuck yeah. about his work rate and what he does to occupy the center backs. Yep. He's diabolical. He's horrendous. What does he have? One goal from open play this season? He's playing like, he's just so bad. He just, he blunts everything they do. He can't even fucking run. 
Yeah, maybe when Gray gets back fit, Gracia will see the same yeah. thing that we're seeing and just get in there. It's ridiculous. And they She's should re- be scoring a lot more goals. They really should be. Their midfield is great. Pereira's great. Jerry's great. They just don't have a striker that can reliably score goals. I feel like they're underperforming. Like I feel I, like they should be doing better, honestly. I mean, they're doing pretty fucking well. Are they? They've had the hot start, and then they kind of dirtled. And I, yeah, you're right. They're in tenth, but they're tied with West Ham and Everton. On, yeah, I just on maybe points. even the point. Okay, you tell me that they're going to finish in eighth, ninth, tenth, or whatever. That doesn't matter. But the performances when I watch them, I don't very, very rarely do I see a game where I'm like, "Wow, for really control that game, they look great." It's kind of just like. Back and forth, insane. Everyone has a fucking shot. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. It could be three two either way. When I look at the team on paper and they're playing, you know, any other team in the division from place, you know, nine to twenty, I feel yeah. like they could control the game and they should be able to see games wins to nil out. Barely, sometimes not like yeah, barely. Right. I don't the, know. I'm it's weird because mad. They, their They're performances mad against the top teams lately have been yeah. really good. Yeah, they like, like I get thought, up for it. Yeah, I thought they were really good against Liverpool. Like they held Liverpool to nil nil for like seventy minutes or something before yeah. Liverpool broke through and wore them down. They 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 held City and then they almost equalized. Like they dominated the last like thirty minutes against City and they were pretty good against Chelsea. I mean, they allowed. They had a big mistake by Foster to for a pen. They had a big mistake for a hazard breakaway, and there really wasn't much else from Chelsea. I thought they were like pretty yeah. good again, but yeah, I don't know. They're they need, a they very, need very interesting team. They need Gracia and Silva to combine forces and just play to each other's strengths. Silva battering all the minnows. And yeah, Gracia I mean, if you could go back in time. Knowing what you know now, like how much does Danny Ings sell for and what team buys him? Because <laughs> Watford's another team where it's just like if they had someone like Ings instead of Deeney, like they'd probably be like three places higher in the table. I mean, that's just a crazy statement. I think he sells for exactly the same thing he did because he's missed like fucking half the season. Yeah, but there's just so many teams that don't have a striker and desperately well, you, need one. You still would barely have a striker if you spend all the money on the player and he doesn't he's fucking dead. So no, yeah. I take your point though. That's the kind of player that is missing on a lot of these teams that the number nine, the goal scorer. Yeah. So let's cool. let's touch I do want to touch one more minute before you go to the next question on Everton attack. Um, what are we doing with Siggy here? Because it's we've been a kind of ignoring him all season and it seems yeah. a little bit out of character for both of us because we sort of usually find any reason we can to put him in our team, and we yeah, usually both and we usually both own him for significant stretches of each season that he's been in the league and healthy. Whether you know he's on Swansea or or whatever the fuck, and you know he did it again with a goal and an assist. Numbers have been there all season. He's you know he's on pens. He's just keeps ticking along. Not he's only seven three. It's pretty affordable, and they have good fixtures. I mean, do you do you think we should be paying more attention to him? I don't. Know. We, I feel like with Siggy, we've said the same thing all season long. And maybe it's dumb, and we should modify our point of view. But I feel like my stance has just been rich is better and cheaper, and I don't want two shares of Everton, Everton attack. That's I'm, been like yeah. my one two three every time. Yeah, I'm ready when it's a point three difference to just say Siggy's better. I think he's just better. Really? Yeah, I do. I, I watch Richarlison. I've watched enough minutes of Richarlison just run around like his fucking chicken with his head cut off, and just going down blind alleys and not, you know, not doing enough for the eye test to me. 
So he's just such class and quality, and you know he's got some set pieces on him. He's got the pens in him, and I don't really think that Rich is has it all put together yet. I feel like his goals are like kind of a little bit fluky, kind of like right place, right time ish, and I just don't see him really bossing games very much. And he I feel like I mean, he, he, what yeah. he's good at is being in the right place at the right time. You know, it's yeah. like he's never in a boss. I mean, that's fine. It's it's one of those where. I'm totally fine with someone going Siggy over Rich. Like I yeah. don't think that will you will fly in that circumstance, and I don't think that'll kill you. I just think Rich in in a run against bad teams is more likely to like brace or do something like that. Like he just subs on and immediately scores versus Burnley. But yeah, Siggy is a great pick. There's no two ways about it. I mean, I, I really don't hate. Good. I really don't hate both. Looking at the fixtures, I mean, looking at. The game against Burnley was a fucking silly, dumb game. And yeah, they're was- playing a lot of Burnleys coming up. And I feel like going with both is is very reasonable. Yeah, that actually might be fine. It might be like a cool differential because absolutely no one has both. No, yeah. Except for like Scott Bug or something. My fucking bug. Uh, Mars on Slack, is there ever... A legitimate case to wild card on January first. I've gone from sixty k to three hundred k in three game weeks, and I need need to address the slide. No, yeah, that's a nightmare. Yeah, I mean, no, there is no, there's not. Yeah, there's no way that like in two weeks of you know a minus four each week or something like that, you can't fix all of your horrible problems in your side. I don't believe that, but I don't know. Send us your team. Sounds really bad. Well, the I mean, the other thing that. It's objectively looking at it is between twenty and twenty gaming twenty and gaming twenty one is a, is a short week. That's a rotation week. You can't fucking wild card in such a thing. It's ridiculous. Yeah, and then on the other side also is like wild carding late has a proven successful record for like hardcore players of wild carding for the double game weeks and all that stuff. And so, yeah, your rank might be worse now, but you should get a bigger rise then than you'll get from now. You know, it's weird with wild card. I I feel like end of season pod I'm gonna have wild card thoughts because once again I my my wild card is a complete fucking nightmare as it is every season, my first half of the season wild card, but it's like the time to wild card is almost not dependent on your team, and I feel like it's more dependent on what's going on in the world of FPL. Like is there a drastic fixture change? Is some team emerging that was previously like unowned? And that's like more important to me. I feel like for first half wild card, and it's hard to wrap my head around. I think it would be interesting for you next season to plan for the like the game week three wild card. Yeah, just an early one. Just get it out. Yeah, I mean, what this is, you know, season five or something, and I think it's a one hundred percent failure rate with your first wild card. I don't. My first wild card is just a disaster I every season. Yeah, I don't think you've ever done it well. So. I think that the you know a lot of good managers plan for the game week three wild card. They just kind of look at the fixtures. They rip off the first two best fixtures for a couple teams. They load up, and then they just spunk it after game week two, and they get some price changes because it's still early in the season. A lot of active players, and and you just you you pick the players who look best game week three. Yeah, maybe I should do that. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about it at the end of the season. Yeah, we'll talk about it then. Eric B on Slack. Felipe Anderson has seven goals and two assists in his last game, his last nine games. And West Ham still have a good fixture on both short term, medium term, and long term. Should we be considering him at seven three? And should we expect Arnie's impending return to reduce Anderson's goal threat? Go ahead. 
He's he's just the best. He's so good. A no, Arnie will not negatively affect him in the slightest. This this run of festive festivities from Felipe Anderson started with Arnie in the side. Arnie just makes the whole side better and probably increases his chance of of getting assists and stuff. So that's good. And yeah, I mean, it, you look at their fixture run. Game week. 33, 34, 35, 36 are at Chelsea, at United, home Leicester, at Spurs. In the run from now until then, they they have like three bad fixtures, max. Um, he's just an easy hold. I mean, another brace today, five shots, created everything for the team, could have easily had a hat trick. He's just incredible. He's an incredible player, and I love him. Yeah, I mean, I'll hold my hands up. I completely getting buried by Felipe every fucking game. It's just a nightmare. I, I thought that they would really, as a team, struggle without Arnautovic, and yeah. they just haven't really somehow. Uh, they've been scraping it together through, you know, whether it's playing Antonio at right back or fucking playing Snodgrass at fucking striker. I don't even know what they're doing. Playing Lucas Perez, it doesn't seem to matter. Antonio's still getting his points, and, you know, he's obviously very classy and very good. So he's, I agree with you, definitely a hold of confidence if you have him. Um, I guess it's also an interesting question looking at him, kind of him versus Siggy. I'm not sure where you'd want to go there. Um, but there's just a lot of value to be had in that in that midfield bracket, that midfield price bracket, especially yeah, now. It really have, is. We have Martial, we have you know Lingard, we have Rich, Siggy, Felipe, Sun's not too far away from there. A lot, a lot of midfielders. I wonder if like so, of, even someone action. like Lucas might emerge when Sun goes away, like he did early season. He's just like plays striker again or something. Like there's so many guys there. Yeah, that is an interesting thing. We'll, we'll talk about it later because I don't know if Lamel is going to fuck him. But I mean, it's it is the thing that we've seen through since game week one is whoever is playing that second striker role kind of off Kane. The beginning it was Lucas, and now it's Son. I mean, Lucas is one sixth the player that Son is, which is why he got about one sixth the amount of points. Yeah, that that role has been very profitable for Spurs. So if if that is Lucas, that could be an interesting go back. Yeah, to one that. one sixth of five thousand points is still a lot of points. So that's yeah, good. Going back to that well, maybe I don't know. Yeah, um, Nar on Slack. Two more questions. Nar on Slack. Given his recent form, is it feasible to transfer in Son? Given that I'll have to transfer him out again in three weeks, should I instead bring in a safe guy like Richarlison, Pogba, or Pereira? Pogba been being a safe guy. I love that. That's a yes. laugh. Very safe. Um, so this is difficult because normally we would never consider doing something like this because you're spending two transfers in three game weeks on one spot in your team, which usually is not great. But if the rest of your team looks good, I don't have too much of a problem with it. It doesn't. It does. You can't really make an argument that Sun's going to stop scoring and stop getting points in the next three games. Look, judging how he's looked, the form he's on, as well as the form that the team is on. And the fixtures. Yeah, and the fixtures. And so I don't, again, you know, don't have too much of a problem with getting him in right now. Um, but if you have a couple other issues, you have a couple other spots that you need to look at and work on, probably have to give him a miss and just cross your fingers and hope he doesn't bury you. What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I think that's the only way to approach it, unfortunately, because it's just, yeah, using two free transfers like so frivolously like that is just it's hard to do unless your team is set and if your team's not set then there's bigger fish to fry and the fixtures are interesting because like they're not nearly as good as Bournemouth and Everton you know like home wolves they've 
don't really get destroyed much. Their defense is okay. At Cardiff will just be a mega bus, double decker mega bus that that's kind of hard to break down. Home United is probably the best attacking fixture of all of those because you expect them to at least play like wide open. So it's, it's just he's the second best mid in the game right now, and he's so good. I would I would want him in my team if I didn't have him. Yeah, definitely. And then lastly, I don't even know what this is. Jay Flo and Slack, what are your New Year's FPL res- resolutions? Stop being fucking shit. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it sounds about good. Yeah, right. I just hope I pick the right guys and score lots of points. Um, as I said on BBC Live, scoring points is fun, so uh, you should do that. Um, cool. Anything else, or should we just move on? What are we at? We're at about like we're at like forty-five minutes already. So let's just blaze through the end of this. Okay, yeah, I mean, you know, Mo, we don't need to talk about that. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, everything's fine. Let's let's do uh, caps and <laughs> caps and whatever. All right, so who are you on for cap? I have no idea. I have no idea. I think I'm this on is... Sterling right now, which feels super sketchy. But I could be Kane. I could be fucking Rash. I don't even know. Yeah, this is by far the hardest captaincy I can remember this season. I, mean, I think there was one like game week eight or seven or something that was tricky, but it's fucking insanely difficult this season. Well, yeah, this normally weekend. it would just be an auto city, but after the back-to-back losses and Pep talking shit about changing the system and blah blah blah, it's like every player feels very sketchy to captain from City. And I, I was talking with a few people on Slack about Wolves, like. They, I don't understand how they aren't getting completely fucked by the top teams this season because their center backs, each and every one of them, are so bad. And they have so many individual errors and mistakes in them. But they don't get done ever. And it just boggles my mind. I don't understand it. And I feel like it's coming. Like a hide, they're due a hiding because they don't park. They do commit extra men going forward on the counterattack, even against the good teams. And I just feel like it's coming. But I am So you're capping Kane? I am on Kane right now, but I don't feel good about it just because, you know, we we've just seen Wolves be kind of resolute. Um, yeah, I don't think it's coming. I think like and I'm uh, a lot of this is my bias because they played really well against Liverpool and I was just a razor sharp eye on that. And it was like yeah, like Salah got his points, but like Bowley was amazing. Like he was really good, and Patricio is good. He makes big, big saves every fucking match, and they're just like solid and hardworking and hard to break down. Yeah, I mean they've. I think the most they've conceded in one match all season with Spurs with three in a very weird game where they were up two nil and the three goals were all weird and shit. So. Yeah, they don't get battered. I, I don't know. It feels kind of bad. Yeah, I agree. And I do think that the outside, at Southampton fixture is miles better than playing yeah. Wolves. It's not close, but I just don't know who's going to play. I don't know who's yeah. going to start. I'm terrified of that. I, I yeah, don't. I'm absolutely terrified. I mean, obviously, Sonny, I, I mean, I think that De Bruyne will start. I feel the most confident that De Bruyne will start over when I'm comparing him to Sterling and Sonny. But I don't really and never really have viewed him as a captaincy option, so that's also difficult. And and then there's United home Bournemouth. Yeah, I mean, I I have been thinking about Martial for sure about captaincy, yeah. but often illness. I mean, I don't know what kind of information we're going to get tomorrow on Friday if there's going to be presses or anything, but 
I mean, him being in quote unquote in contention for the weekend doesn't fucking mean anything. Right. And, you know, it, he was probably going to miss one of these three games anyway, the three games being this upcoming game, the following, and the one just passed. So, I mean, if the game he missed due to illness was also, you know, away from the blah, 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 you know. If it, yeah, that's rest, basically. Yeah, yeah it's just, I, I think that's a, I mean, the home, home Bournemouth's a really good fixture for. Incredible as, as fixture. As we've been seeing, they're fucking diabolical and all their stupid old white guys are dying. So, I don't know. I, I might, I might go Raz. I'm not sure, though. God, it's hard. It's, it's gonna really be really yeah. fucking hard. It's gonna and be honestly a, like someone's gonna cap Felipe Anderson away Burnley or something like that, and yeah. he's gonna have the most points of the week. Yeah. Like who knows? This, yeah, this is and this is the other type of week where it's just so agonizing because it's spread. It's so thin, and it's gonna be spread out. Everyone's gonna be captaining, you know, anywhere but you know a handful of four or five players. And if you hit the double returner, you're gonna fucking. Fly, fly, and there's only one day off in between game weeks, so there's yeah. <laughs> rotation's going to be an all time high, and the captain seat yeah. is going to be spread thin. It's super, super it, hard. It just feels like very important this week. This yeah, weekend. I'm currently on Raz, and I'm yeah. far from set on Raz. Uh, it must be said, vice captain, someone who's like actually nailed. <laughs> like vice captain Kane. should be on Kane, unless yeah. you're captain in Kane, because otherwise you might just get zeros. Like that's very real for anyone else. Yeah, and I mean, I, I am also thinking about Sun just because. Yeah, you know, I haven't been captaining him just because I'm, you know, per- perceived a little bit more concerned that he might be rested because they have able able bodies yeah, I mean, to put in for him. Came but. off earlier than him this week. I think that still probably holds true. I'm, I'm still a little bit more afraid that Sun comes off the bench. Yeah. Kane's just worse, so. That's yeah. the other thing. Is do you, you, know, do you want a captain? Do you want a captain the worst player who is more assured to start, or a captain the better player? It's it's tricky. Yeah, I'm sure some people even captain has, and you know he's a fucking coin flip every week. Is he is he going to brace or is he going to take one shot and blank? I have no idea. No idea. Uh, tough yeah, so week. We'll, yeah, so Lamsel Lamsel come in. I yeah, really Lamsel don't know how to decide it. This might be a uh, ask my wife week or let my yeah, wife decide. Yeah. Like. Wife could be huge here. Yeah. I might literally make four little coins bucket things. I don't know, and have her just choose. I don't know. Yeah, I like that idea. Um, let me slap the new Patreon asses this week. Quick pod. Few new Patreon friends. We got Bean Gaffner. All-time name right there. That's insane. We got Conrad Poole, second only Liverpool. And we got Steve... Mm, <laughs> Radojic. I'm going to stick with that. Radojic. Uh, let me know how how fucking horrible that pronunciation was. I have no idea how to say that. Um, yeah, I think we, we kept this under an hour. That's pretty good for us. Anything else you want to talk about, or should we just get out of here? I mean, we didn't do our teams. Oh my god! I just like completely skipped our teams and slapped asses ahead of time. So how does that slot stack up against me not wanting to listen about your team from the last pod and you not wanting to listen to either team on this pod? It's not as bad. Okay, okay. Because we're gonna do it now. All right, good job by us. Oh god, I'm saving. So that's, I have nothing to say. You're saving, yeah. yeah I'm, um, I'm really tempted to get rid of Laporte. It's been horrible (laughs) no one else on my team is like my attackers are set though that's not there's no question I'm not touching any of my attackers that's fine I thought Mitro again was fucking 
put up the stats, should have scored a goal. Like I want to give him a little bit more time, so that's fine. Laporte is the only guy that I would probably consider out this week. And so I have to kind of look if I maybe go super cheap and for a future like Salah move or something like that. But that's all I'm looking at. So not much for me either. You still have vinegar, man. Yeah, I still have vinagre. You know, he subs on, gets his eight or nine minutes. You could just do Johnny. Yeah, but the thing is I'd rather like deal with that in the future. If, okay. I don't know if that makes sense, but I'd rather do Laporte to Johnny than Vinagre to Johnny. You can hide the plot. You also have two. Yeah. yeah He's yeah. third on my bench every single week. Like yeah. it's not the end of the world. Yeah. You could get Digney. Yeah, I could easily get Dean. Good fixture. That's yeah. really tempting. Yeah, that's uh that's a thing. Yeah. But at the same time, then you know, you're looking at the one week versus getting more information. Everton at fucking Brighton versus City at Southampton. You know, I'm sure bookies are putting City clean above Everton. Oh, I mean, City oh. are probably top three every single week to keep it clean, and they don't. I mean, they don't, the bookies I know, I don't know, factor in Fernandinho enough is really what yeah. it comes down to. I mean, it's just That's a tough one. Yeah, he's definitely not playing this week, which to me makes them... Vulnerable, and then City have home Liverpool the week after, which I that's a bad fixture. So, yeah, you happy with Metro? You give him give him Huddersfield. Yeah, I'm going to give him Huddersfield for sure. And he was ridiculously unlucky to not score against Wolves. He should have probably scored two. Um, I got to give him home Huddy. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. And then you know Arsenal, you know they don't have the cojones to deal with someone like Metro, so. Classic Kame's reference. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, that's it now. Any Anything else? Nope. Check us out! At FMLPL.com. Follow us on Twitter at FMLPL. Support us at Patreon.com. Slash FMLPL. Subscribe, rate, review. Cheers! Sports Social Podcast Network.